Hello, good afternoon. My name is Makisha Watson and welcome to the Know Your Worth podcast. First, I just want to apologize for being so long um, coming back to the podcast. Um, I just recently um, was pregnant and gave birth to a beautiful baby boy and um, he's doing well. I'm doing well. And I just want to get back into, you know, being a blessing. So here we go. I just want to give an encouraging word on this afternoon. Um, The topic is limping, but still living. There's a quote that says, God would prefer we have an, an occasional limp than a perpetual strut. Have you ever was walking, running, or skipping, and you end up slipping on something that pulled a muscle on your leg? I mean, so painful that you could not walk properly, but you had the strength to limp? Now we all know that a limp is walking with difficulty because of a damaged or stiffed leg or foot. We can look at different kinds of examples of people, whether fiction or nonfiction, who had a limp but still lived and succeed. Such as, remember the TV show, The House, Dr. Gregory House, who is a witty but yet a sarcastic doctor who had a limp but didn't let that limp stop him from saving lives. We had Winston Churchill, a famous wartime British prime minister. Even though he had a limp, he also carried a cane and claimed to be walking with destiny. Uh, Willy Wonka, an amazing chocolatier from the classic children's book, Charlie and the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, was famous for his wonderful chocolate, but yet he did not let a limp stop him from making his chocolate. Then you had Fred Astaire, a wonderful Broadway dancer who used his cane tricks that made him famous, but he didn't let a limp stop him from being the greatest dancer of all time. Then you have Franklin Roosevelt, walked with a limp and with a cane, but did not stop him from being the president of the United States. Now, most of us know the story of the wrestling match between Jacob and the angel and how he got his miracle and blessing along with a limp. But before we get deep into it and why God has chosen this passage of scripture to minister to us individually and corporately on today, let me give you a tad bit of history of Jacob. Jacob was born in Canaan. He is the son of Isaac and Rebekah the grandson of Abraham and Sarah, the nephew of Ishmael, and the younger twin brother of Esau. Now, Rebekah went to God and asked him, why am I feeling uncomfortable during this pregnancy? And it was told to her that she was carrying twins, and they are fighting and at war in the womb, and it will continue to fight after birth but I will come to let you know that the elder shall serve the younger. That's in Genesis 25, 25. Isaac and Rebekah brought twins into the world after 20 years of marriage. Esau, the red hairy one, came out first and then Jacob after holding on to Esau's foot and heel. For years, the war between them came intense. 
to the point where Isaac loved Esau more than Jacob and Rebekah loved Jacob more than than she loved Esau. One day Esau was so famished and hungry from working the fields that he stopped by Jacob to see if he could get some stew to eat. Jacob didn't mind feeding his brother, but there was an exception. Esau had to trade his birthright to Jacob for the bowl of soup. Esau being so hungry, he didn't even think about. He agreed, took the bowl, and eat for the exchange of the birthright. I just want to say this. Be careful of selling yourself short for something that is only temporary. Now Isaac is old, unmovable, and became blind, and his request was for Esau to hunt for food so that they could eat, and while eating, he would pass the matriarch blessing, the birthright, to him. In those times, the birthright is passed down to the firstborn. Isaac's goal was to bless Esau before he died. Rebekah overheard what Esau, what, what, overheard and, and what Isaac said and was about to do. And all she can remember is the prophecy that God told her that the elder shall serve the younger. So she went to Jacob and she told him to find Esau, favorite clothes, put those on, then kill an animal and use that as hair to disguise himself as Esau to receive the birthright. Jacob went in and sat next to Isaac, acting like he was Esau. Isaac was blind, but also yet confused because he heard the voice of Jacob, but felt the skin of Esau. Isaac asked, who are you, Esau or Jacob? Jacob said, this is Esau, your firstborn. But Isaac was still not convinced until he asked Jacob, who is acting like Esau, to come closer, just so that I can give you a kiss on the forehead. And as soon as he got close, he began to smell Esau's favorite clothes on Jacob. And from there, he was convinced that it was Esau kissed him, and blessed him with the birthright. When Esau and Isaac found out that they they, had been tricked and Jacob now has the birthright, Esau was crying and screaming bitterly and was begging his father to to get back the birthright and if there is any other blessings for him. Isaac knew that Jacob tricked him, but he refused to take back the blessing because it was already too late. He told Esau that you will be blessed, but you'll serve your younger brother, Jacob. Esau was upset and angry, and that he made a vow that he was going to kill his brother as soon as Isaac died. Rebekah heard Esau's plans and warned Jacob. He ran to Rebekah's brother's Laban house for refuge and safety. And from there, he met Rachel. He worked 14 years for Laban, just so that he can marry Rachel. But in the first seven years of the labor, he was supposed to marry Rachel, but he got tricked by Laban and he and gave him the older daughter, Leah. So here he is, 14 years later, having two wives, two handmaids, 13 children, and God told Jacob to leave Laban's house without letting him, letting him know because Laban was not trying to release him. When Laban found out that he left without permission, he got upset and was hunting him down to find him for seven years. 
So now let's fast forward to this wrestling match between Jacob and God. Now here we are wrestling all night long and Jacob would just not give in. Jacob was in the fight of his life. On one side, he had Laban that was hunting him down to kill him. On the other side, he had Esau who has been searching for him as well and wanting to kill him too. And now in the middle of all of that, the angel injured Jacob on his hip since he realized that it was about to be morning. The pain that Jacob felt in his hip was so painful Painful enough that he could have had just given up, passed out on the ground, and just lay there. But there was some, for some strange reason, that injury did not stop him from getting the miracle and the blessing that he needed. In his mind, he knew that death was on the right and death was on the left, and maybe even death in the middle of the wrestling fight. But he refused to give up. He refused to lay down and die. He refused to tap out and say, I give in. He pushed, he pressed, he pursued. And because he refused to die, but live, he received his blessing. Jacob lived and received his blessing. But his limp was a reminder that I almost died. And death was all around me. But yet, I'm still living. We are Jacob. Each and every one of us have a limp. And that limp is a situation or an issue that has almost killed and destroyed us. But instead, we survived. And now we are living. This limp is a reminder that it could have taken us out, but it didn't. But God, your limp could have been drugs or... And it, or it could, you could have OD'd, but you are still living. Your limp could have been prostitution. You could have caught AIDS and HIV, but you're still living. Your limp could have been fear of change or fear of the unknown, but you stepped out and trust God and you're still living. Your limp could have been cancer and the doctors have threw their hands up and say, I, I, I give up and you only had a few days to live. But guess what? You're still living. Your limp could have been a broken heart. Somebody hurt you, divorced. Somebody walked out on you, but you're still living. Your limp could have been, I lost my job, and I still don't understand how God is still keeping a roof over my head and supplying all my needs and my bills are still being paid, but yet you are still living. Your limp could be people leaving your ministry left, right, and center, and you don't know where the help is coming from. But trust in God because you are still living. Your limp could have been divorce. He walked away from you. She walked away from you. He stripped everything. She stripped everything from you. Or you don't have nothing in your home. All you have is just probably um, a bed and, and a little bit of food. But you know what? I'm still here. I'm still living. That means there is still hope. Your limp could have been suicidal thoughts and suicidal attempts, but God has kept you. He took his arms and wrapped it around you and you're still living. Your limp could have been you were lied on, cheated, talked about and mistreated, but you are still living. Your limp could have been abused, 
physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, spiritual abuse, but guess what? You are still living. Your lip could have been AIDS and HIV, but you're healed and you're still living. You could have been dead, sleeping in your grave, but God told death, go back to hell where you came from and behave. So what am I saying to you today? What I'm saying to you is this. If you are standing here today, if you are sitting down today, whatever you are doing today, listening to this podcast with air in your lungs and you're breathing, that means you're still alive. That means the devil tried it, but he couldn't take you out. That means after all that you have been through is letting you know that there is hope and that there is life after the limp. Don't miss this. Jacob's best days was after the limp. Your best days is after the limp. All of us have a limp that symbolizes something, that reminds us where we used to be, and looking back at it, we are still living. The Lord declares that we shall not die, but we shall live and declare the works of the Lord. We walk with a purpose, but walking with a limp helps serve our purpose. I have learned in ministry and in this walk with God that my limp helps me understand that we as a people, we have flaws, we have imperfections, and we make mistakes. But my limps also help me understand and to have mercy, grace, sympathy, and compassion for others. Our testimony is our limp to help someone in theirs and not to give up, but to continue to proceed to the destiny that God has designed and purposed and perfect for you and for that person. God says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Romans 8, 28, the Amplified said, and for we know with, with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as planned for good and for those who love God, to those who are calling or, or called according to his plan and his purpose. I thank God that this limp did not kill me. I am so glad that this injury did not take me out. You got to tell yourself, God, I thank you that my limp didn't kill me. I'm glad that it didn't take me out. Don't let a limp stop you from living. Please don't let whatever is whatever your limp is, don't let that allow you. Don't let that stop you. Stop you from living. I had limps in my ears. I've been I'm 38 and I've had limps all my life. I had a limp when I was two days old and I had bad legs and the doctor had to break my legs and put them in casts as soon as I was born. But I'm living. I remember when I was two years old and my mom told me that I was, go- I was about to go deaf 
but I'm but I can hear. I can talk. And I tell you, I'm here. And I and I'm grateful. I remember when I was 14 years old, I had the most complicated surgery in the world and that was spinal surgery. I had scoliosis disease that would pa- that that would have paralyzed me. But I'm still living. I just want to encourage you on today. Limping, but still living. Don't give up. Don't give in. Limping. I may have a limp. It hurts. It's painful. But guess what? I'm still living. Father, I thank you right now. Whoever's listening to this short podcast on today. Father, I come before you because we have limps and we have issues, Father, that you know and we know. And I ask you, Lord, that we do not trip over our faults, that we will not trip over our flaws, but it will help us to be better. You said in your word that your grace is sufficient. And so, Father, we thank you for the grace. We thank you for your tender mercies. Whoever's listening on today, I pray that you will heal whatever the limp is. I pray that you will heal their broken heart. I pray that you will heal their mind. I pray that you will heal their spirit. That they can live again. That they'll have faith again. That they'll have hope again. And I speak it and prophesy it on today. That you 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 shall live and not die. And you shall declare. You shall declare the works of the Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. I want to thank you for listening to this short podcast on today. Limping but still living. I hope and pray that this will be a blessing to you on today. Love you all. My name again is Makisha Watson. Know Your Worth um, podcast. And I'm just truly grateful on this afternoon. God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful day.